Welcome to the Rachel Kujup Show. I'm Rachel Kujup and my mission is to help you build a business that supports your multi-passionate lifestyle, create content with confidence and clarity, and launch profitable signature services and products. It is possible to blend who you are with what you do and gain financial freedom while still making a positive contribution to the world. I have helped over 3,000 people across my workshops and programs become respected and successful leaders and creators in their community. I know you have big dreams for your business and life. So are you ready to be seen and heard? In today's episode, I'll show you how to make it happen. Welcome to The Rachel Kujup Show. In today's episode, I'm speaking with my good friend and incredible human, Brenna McGowan. Brenna is a strategic copywriter, marketing consultant, and launch pro. She believes that hustle-based, high-pressure program launches don't serve you or your customers. Instead, she helps you leverage pre-launch content to show your customers empathy, credibility, authority, and personality so you can launch with confidence, less stress, and more sales. When Brenna's not strategizing or helping her clients launch, you can find her walking her pug Frank, practicing yoga, reading cheesy romance novels, or shuttling one of her three teenagers around their Northern California neighborhood. Today, we are chatting about how to sell out your programs with non-salesy emails. I just know that you're going to get so much from this conversation with Brenna. So let's dive in. I'm so excited to have you on the show to talk about how to use email to sell out your services and programs. I am like a huge fan of everything you share about sales and marketing and I'm total fangirl. Like I'm in awe of your storytelling techniques, particularly in emails. They're like one of the only emails I actually read and that I actually read from other business owners. But before we dive into all your incredible advice and hear your stories, I would love to know how you define email marketing in simple terms, specifically for small business. Gosh, to me, email marketing is just basically having a conversation with people that have signed up for a freebie or a lead magnet of mine. So I try and keep it really simple. Um, Text-based emails, no, nothing fancy, no design. Uh, it's actually statistically, they those convert better anyway. And that's pretty much it. I, I don't think I have like a huge broad definition besides you're, you're collecting a community of people that are inviting you into their inbox. And in this like online business world that we live in, there's no better invitation to have or place to be in. So that's how I would define it. Such a good definition. And I always ask guests to do that just so we have in our heads what we're actually talking about and how you see the topic. And like you, I'm a huge fan of email. Like it, it really gets me fired up in 2022 when I'm still seeing people in the industry saying, that email is dead and it's like not a good use of your time, energy and creativity because you're a perfect example of this. You help your clients like every day sell out their services and programs using email and you've done it in your own business again and again. So before we dive into all of the good stuff, can you speak briefly to why email is such a powerful marketing and sales channel? Well, I think I touched on it a little bit earlier, which is when when you when you're on someone's email list, it's a very cr 
private type of conversation. Uh, if social media in general is just an extremely noisy place to be. And you and I chatted about this very briefly yesterday over on Instagram. Like it's it's extreme. If it's it's always been noisy, now it's like a concert that you can't even like hear after. It's so there's so much going on. So in with your email and in your email list, like there is just such an opportunity to have truly like one-on-one -on -one discussions with your people in such a different way. And, you know, just statistically, I know everything's kind of wacky right now with the iOS updates, but, you know, 20% of people on average are opening emails. And when we look at social media statistics, we've all heard it before. It's like two to 4%. And now if you're not even playing, you know, if we think like about Instagram, which is the one that we're most on, if you're not playing the reels game, that number is probably even lower. So I just think in general, it's the best way to communicate with your community of, of followers and fans. I totally agree. And email is something that I'm going to be looking at, like updating and changing this year. And I was already going to do it before, you know, all of the big changes online. But I think, and maybe this is the same for you too, Brennan, your community, a lot of my clients and community, because, you know, places like Instagram and LinkedIn are just feeling so noisy. People in my audience are saying, oh, like I actually have to type in, like your handle and come to your profile to see the content reach. Like I'm not even getting your content anymore where I know all of my clients when they're on my email list, they're getting my emails, they're opening them. And even some people who are always like, oh, it's normally, you know, just check you out on Instagram. Like I actually signed your email address because I'd rather have your content delivered to me there. So I think there's also, we've always known that email marketing is important, but I think even now people are starting to realize that behaviors are changing and I'm definitely reading email more than I ever have before. Are you the same? Yeah, I think well, maybe because I'm in my forties, like my, my being older, like I feel like Instagram, when I scroll through, it's like, I'm getting like sensory overload with all the videos and things. And I think for me, it's just like this nice, quiet place. Um, and so I would say yes. And even if people aren't opening your emails, they're still seeing your name in their inbox. Like, of course I want, we all want people to open it, but even if they don't, they're, if you're in their inbox, you're, you're constantly staying top of mind and not, you know, fighting against that noisy traffic that we were just talking about. And you're so right. I, yes, you've literally captured what my issue with Instagram at the moment is you're right. It's sensory overload. Like, especially if you have sound on, so you can actually hear what people are like, miming to right um you know why they're doing certain actions it's just really loud and like each like sound is different each video is different it's just too much and I think that's why I'm also leaning into email particularly when I'm wanting to purchase something or really build that deep relationship with the person sending the email because you're right it is quieter I can just like read at my own pace you know I can hit respond and I know that they're going to get it directly and it's not going to get lost in like dms and stuff like that it's yeah it's a really nice experience and i was never i'm gonna be honest huge on email marketing like personally i didn't read a lot of emails you know i would send some out but it wasn't a strategy that i um prioritize but it's definitely one that i want to prioritize now which leads in so well to my next question because 
just like me, a lot of my clients are leaving email marketing to the last, like the last channel that they're going to focus on. Like they're not prioritizing it. They don't see that it's important. And I personally believe it's because a lot of them don't actually write emails. You know, if you've left the corporate world, you're not writing a lot of emails, particularly like sales and marketing emails, emails that are building that connection and inviting people to work with you. So because you're just so good at writing these type of emails, like I love reading your emails and the relationships that you've built through them. Can you speak to how we can be using emails to nurture our audience and community? Well, yeah, I think if you think about it, email is you can nurture your community in so many different ways through email. So whether it's through a story, you can link a video. I've been um, experimenting some with just sending audio. I've gotten a really great response. So there's so many different ways that you can use email. Um, so I think that's something that's not really talked about a lot is the flexibility of, of this platform that you actually own, right? It's not like it's, it's Instagram that can, you know, shut down your, your account or I, I keep on hearing about people getting like hacked and losing their accounts. Like, so I definitely want to bring up since we're talking about the importance of email, like how important it is to recognize that it becomes your list is something that you own that, you know, someone can't just change an algorithm or decide to shut you down one day. And it's extremely flexible. I think that people don't use email because they're thinking it has to be this really rigid formal um, way of communicating and it's absolutely not and I think it if anything with the emails and the way I help my clients it's this beautiful opportunity to be able to uh, talk to have short form content long form content video content audio content there's so many different things that you can do and experiment and therefore it just becomes this extremely flexible uh, platform that once again is showing up in people's inboxes all the time. That is such a great reminder about the flexibility of email. I know for me, I love writing short kind of concise emails. That's very like my style. I know my clients love it. And I know for a lot of my clients, again, it's the writing aspect that kind of turns them off. They are thinking they need to write like, you know, a sales page size style email and be like really witty and do certain things in it. But I'd love for you to just share if you're comfortable how you're using like audio in email because I'd be down with that. And I think a lot of my clients would be too. Right. Well, it's I use it very simply. I record on Voxer. There's a place where you can record yourself a voice memo. And then after you record yourself a voice memo, there's a way that you can get that you can grab a URL. And so what I love about doing it this way is that you're not having to upload or download audio or have MP3, you know, it's like, it's like simply you can record something, send someone a link and say, Hey, I recorded you a quick message, click here, and then they can tap it and listen to you talk. So I think if you, if you're going to use that strategy, you know, unless it's a really compelling story, I try and keep these to like 
three to five minutes, but it's an extremely great way to get an email out to your community. And as you know, since you're a podcaster, if someone can hear your voice, it's a different type of connection. So I love using it as a way to connect with people on a different level. And it's truly super simple. The only, not the only thing, the other thing I'll mention is I typically transcribe these in Otter and then I will attach a PDF of the transcript just so in case someone does want to read, uh, they have that uh, accessibility to both read and listen. But yeah, it's a, a super simple way to kind of start getting emails out there and you know, you can get an email out if you, if you know, I've recorded these while I'm taking a walk, you know, you can record them and get an email sent in, you know, 10 or 15 minutes pretty quickly. Oh my God. I love that. I mean, I do use voice messaging, um, you know, more so in the latter stage of the sales kind of like in customer journey, like sending messages to clients and potential clients and things like that. But I hadn't, to be honest, thought about using that as a way to kind of just get information out and stories. And I think to be able to use both of those of the written word and like audio, that would be so powerful. I think I'm going to try that. And this is why I have people like you on the podcast, because <laughs> right now my mind is blown. I'm like, I, I should be doing this too. So thank you so much for sharing that. So another, I suppose, challenge for a lot of my clients and listeners when they're wanting to send emails, particularly like sales and marketing emails with that invitation, is they have like no idea what they should be saying or the types of things they that they should be including. Are you able to speak to just some top things that you think the email should be having, like testimonials, or should they be having like, you know, memes? Like what should we be putting in them? Well, I think it depends. So I have really focused um, a lot of what I'm currently doing on, on what I call pre-launching. So I think it depends on like what your sales process is. Are you selling all the time? Are you launching? But just in general, I like to have a nice variety for people in terms of, you know, sometimes I will write a story um, based email where I can really talk about what's going on and really paint a very clear picture and then simply tie it over with what's what's called a segue or transition sentence and and kind of send it over to the sales process you know sometimes depending on when it is it's kind of a straightforward email like you know this is the this is kind of the pain that you're in this is what you're going through this is how, how i can help you i think that we overthink sometimes that we are concerned about selling where what i think we have to be concerned about is not being personable and being boring in the way that we're approaching our people. So if you're constantly sending an email out that's just like, buy my stuff, yeah, it's going to seem noisy. When we can kind of go into some of the deeper emotions of why someone isn't selling, uh, or I'm sorry, why someone isn't buying, some of the objections, maybe some of the myths that we believe about ourselves, and we can demonstrate that in a, in a really powerful story and send that over it, it creates a connection and with the connection it doesn't come off salesy you know I'm always when it comes to sales and even though my job people hire me to help sell out programs and you know sell their stuff I'm looking at it like I want to provide information in a fun and interesting way create a, a quick sales argument right you, of course you have to have 
um, you know, some strategy behind why you're selling what you're selling to that person. And then simply it's just making an invitation. And the way that I set it up is that the invitation always makes sense. So I'm going to give you a quick story. When I first started working years and years ago, I worked for a bank and we would have to sell things like credit cards and savings accounts. And, and I had no problem selling to someone when I saw that there was a need or an opportunity, you know, like if someone had a hundred thousand dollars sitting in a checking account, well, I saw they had a need for a savings account because they, they could be earning interest, right? It didn't feel weird or salesy to me, but we'd have these credit card promotions where we'd have to like sell credit cards. Um, and I'd be, I'd be selling it to people who like didn't even need a credit card, right? And then it felt super yucky to me. And I kind of taken that approach into the sales process I do. When, when we have a, the right audience that needs something from us and we're just simply letting them know like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what I see. This is how I can help you. Or, you know, are you down? It becomes a lot it doesn't feel salesy or pushy versus when we're sending out these hardcore, I think in, in being a copywriter, you know, if you look back at like kind of some of these old school uh, tactics that were taught for sales, they do feel yucky and salesy. But when you're able to just figure out and start telling stories about, about the person who's reading, um, it becomes a lot less. And you mentioned case studies and testimonials, and this is something I'm leaning into more and more. And I think if I leave you with anything today or the listeners, it's that in my mind, sales, or I'm sorry, case studies are becoming more and more important and not just these like boring case studies, these let's hear the story behind the results, right? Like we've all heard the person who sold out and made, you know, I helped close a hundred thousand dollar launch. And I can give you those same stories here too. But what I really want to dig into is like, okay, what happened during this story? What made it, made it possible for this person to get these kind of results? What was the feelings that they were going through? What were the challenges that they had? And when we can start telling those type of stories on top and bringing that into our email, you will truly be, because not only are you becoming personable at that point, you're, you're building credibility and authority. The other thing I really love about talking and having these stories and more in-depth testimonials is that it also brings empathy. Like when we can show our audience and, and our readers on our emails that we truly empathize with their situation, it opens up this huge door where they feel like they, you know, that we understand what they're going through. And I think that's what's missing from social media. You know, when you're trying to do a 30 second clip, it, you're, you're not getting that same emotion like you can in an email and you can't demonstrate what you can do for someone on social media like that, you, but you can do it through an email. Oh, such an epic answer. So much to take away from what you shared. And I really appreciate how detailed and something that I always take away from our conversations is that things like empathy often get like forgotten when we start focusing on sales and launching. We're so focused on what we need or what we want to get that we forget there is like a human being on the other side who particularly with email has actually invited you into their inbox and is wanting to have a relationship with you, is wanting to have a conversation, is interested 
in what you have to share. And if you forget that and start focusing only on the numbers and quick wins and, you know, how can you push this out and you know, make more sales that you're only going to damage those relationships. Cause I feel like on social media, we can be, you know, served up a lot of like accounts and people that perhaps we're not like interested in. We're like, oh, okay. But email, it's like, no, no, no. I'm here getting your emails because I want to be. And I just love that you've shared all of that. Cause there's so many different ways that we can share that information without it being kind of gross or forceful. And I love that you use the bank analogy because I used to work as a bank teller as well. And I remember being asked to push products and services. And every day I would, before I'd step up, you know, to the line, I was like, remember, Rachel, we're here to sell stuff. You got to make money for the bank. And again, it was just that mindset every day. I was like, I don't want to be in this mindset. I just want to serve people and make sure that their day is good and have a quick chat and see what they need. And exactly like what you said, like when I could see there was a need, it was a beautiful relationship, great conversation. And I remember one day my bank manager came up to me. He's like, why do you have a line for your teller? Like why are people literally lining up to like be served by you? And I was like, it's because I'm not going to sell them crap. Like they know that when they come and see me, We've already talked about the credit card. They don't need it. So they're just going to come and get served and have a great experience. And when they're ready, they'll come back to me. That's why they're avoiding every other teller who's like pushing all of these products and services they don't need. Like no one's listening to them. They don't need this. And it's just such a beautiful reminder. And I love that we've had exactly the same experience and it's informed a lot of the work that we do. Well, and when they did need something, I'm sure they would cope to me or you, right? Like when, when the need actually, yes, you present them with the information, they decide they don't need it. Great. But when they do have that need, when that, when that, you know, whatever problem they're going through, or they do, you know, have to do something for in banking, right? They do need that checking account or savings account. All of a sudden that's when the sales would come, not being like forceful and pushing some, pushing things on people that don't want them. And in general, it, the things that get pushed on people, that those don't become the best clients, right? When someone does something last minute or because they felt pressured, they are not those like dreamy, you know, wonderful clients that you want. The dreamy, wonderful clients that you want are the ones that are like, oh yes, I totally connect. This is how, you know, Brenna gets me or Rachel gets me. And that's, that's when, the, your business starts to shift and kind of turn around. That is so, so true. We want to be creating like brand advocates. And like you said, not just serving anyone to make a quick buck, but to be really being of service and creating those transformations um, for our clients. So I would love to know um, whatever you're comfortable sharing but how you have been using your email marketing strategy to like help sell out products and services and programs, because I think it's always really good for listeners to be able to see everything we shared put into a real life example. hundred percent. Well, for my own, I just had, um, I launched my own program, my beta program, where I'm teaching my students how to create a pre-launch that sells out their program. And to me, 
email is the epicenter of everything that we do, right? Like to me, it's, it's, it's everything and it's how you sell. So there's a lot of talk about social selling right now. And in my mind, even when I look through and I'm on Instagram, like I am active, I have a Facebook group, but when I go back and look at my recent launch, I sold every, you know, everyone that bought for me was on my email list, right? I look at, at social media as a credibility factor, I don't more than I look at it as a sales tool, right? It's like what backs up whatever I'm doing in my email. So um, when I think back to even my other clients, we're, we're sending out you know, especially as we ramp up towards a promotion, we're sending out two to three emails a week. And it, it's amazing too, because what will happen is that you'll have some people that take you up very quickly on an offer. And then there's other people that have to see your messaging again and again. And when you're able to send out repeat emails and people are opening your emails, it's this like constant reinforcement of your messaging. Um, and so when I go through and create a strategy for whether it's for myself or my clients, email is always at the forefront. And then the beautiful part if, is when we focus on email too, is that you can just simply repurpose what you're putting in your emails to your other social media channels. So a lot of times people think of email as an extra, uh, like another thing to do because they haven't thought about it right. Where email is actually where you want to, well, you want to start with maybe your authority content, your podcast, your videos, something like that. But then you break it down into, okay, I'm going to send out these emails. And then how can I take pieces of these emails to reinforce the messaging that they're getting in their inbox? So that's definitely um, how I, when I go through and help clients is email always comes first. To me, it's like a, that like spider web, you know, the things that go down is you start with your authority content, then you come up with your email. And then from your email, you break up and start promoting in different areas, which actually simplify, simplifies your whole process and makes it way more effective than just throwing stuff on, on social media randomly. Yes. I love that you've broken this down for us and made it seem so simple because it is, I too would do like a podcast episode um, or I'll have like my sales page. And then from there, I always create my email content first and then repurpose on social media or take topics that are working well on social media and then repurpose them, you know, to speak on another podcast or write an article. And it's funny hearing you say that, even though email to me does bring in quite a lot of my sales, but it still is social media and the personal outreach that you're right. I'm still prioritizing like email first because it just makes so much sense to be sending out that content and I know that even if people with my clients like and myself with my business even if people aren't buying directly from the email I can tell that about 70 or 80 percent of my clients have read my emails seen it on social media have had conversations with me and then are choosing to buy so I know that email from talking to them is still a really really important factor in the decision-making process. And I know that the same is for my clients as well. So I love that um, you share that because again, I think it's even a great reminder for me about how important email is. And again, shouldn't be the first thing we remove when we're getting a little bit overwhelmed with all of the launch content that we're creating. Well, and so, if you think of it just from a, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but just from a user experience, 
it's so much easier to buy. Like all you have to do is click to get to the sales page, right? It's just, it's a, it's a more fluid experience in and of itself by using emails. Yeah, that is such a good point. The same as Instagram, you know, with Instagram, it's such a convoluted purchase process. The same as if, you know, you're published as a guest post or another article, another podcast, it's like a lot of clicks. So you're right, like email does make it really easy. And I think it's perfect for also those low ticket offers too, when people are just like, cool, I've made the decision. I've got the information I need. I need to take action. I know lots of people, if I'm going to do a workshop or whatever, again, if it's free or paid, again, are choosing um, email because it makes it so much easier. So that's a really, really good point when thinking also about customer journey and how many steps a client has to go through before you know, they get to the good stuff, before they start working with you. So what's the one thing you'd like listeners to take away from this episode about sold out offers using emails? Well, you have to send emails to sell them out. Write the email. <laughs> yeah, you have to write emails and you have to, you know, be in regular communication with your with your people. So, you know, really finding something that works for you. These don't have to be long emails. Like when, when I talk about storytelling, you know, you can have a like those long epic, you know, posts, but you can also be just kind of telling people like, Hey, this is what, you know, I, for example, I sent out an email last week. I truly wasn't, I wasn't feeling well. And I was just like, Hey, I'm not feeling that great. Keeping this super short today. Um, I, but I recorded this video and I wanted you to hear it. Make sure you listen to minute 11, you know, and that's it. That was like, it was so quick, but they actually have in, even though I didn't tell a long story, I think we get wrapped up thinking we have to be this great storyteller. You're just telling them like what's going on in your life so that they feel like they have a connection with you, right? Like when, when you hear little things like that, you're like, oh yeah, Brenna wasn't feeling well last week, or, you know, Brenna was driving her kids to soccer again. Like the, those are the things where they start to feel like they know you, even though you're not like spilling your guts. So I just think in general, I really would just encourage anyone who's listening is like, okay, figure out a strategy where you can send out a simple email a week and start building trust and communication, get people used to you in their inbox. Because even though email is such an effective effective tool. It's also one of those things that when you haven't emailed your people in a while, are you going to their spam? Are they even opening? Do they care? Do they, that's when, that's when the selling becomes, you know, that's when it starts to feel a little gross to me. And we've all had it happen. It happens a lot around uh, Black Friday. So everyone just watch your inbox, like people you haven't heard from in months, all of a sudden show up and start trying to sell you stuff. So that's what I would want people to take away is like, just do something simple, start inviting people to your email list, start sending the emails, and you'll be amazed to see the difference of how it actually creates momentum for every area of your business. Yes, I love this advice. What perfect point to end on because you know I'm all about like doing the thing and making it as like simple and easeful as possible so thank you so much for coming on to the Rachel Kujip show and sharing the story insights and wisdom I know listeners are going to take away so much from this conversation thank you so much thanks so much for tuning into today's episode if you found what I've shared valuable please leave a review and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss when a new episode drops every Wednesday.